bringing the monster to the gorilla. Welcome to our second episode this week of Exploited, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Alexis Jowski. I tried to be a guerrilla scientist, but they told me my biceps weren't big enough. I don't know why that is. You gotta be, like, able to take down the gorillas, you know? Apparently so. I'm Kevin Dale. And this time we're talking about Rampage 2018, directed by Brad Payton. It's weird. You like hanging out with animals more than people. Yeah, well, animals get me. I rescued George when he was two years old. George never would have survived on his own. He definitely trusts you. Last night, George was seven feet and weighed 500 pounds. George, you okay, buddy? You're scared. It's okay. This morning, he's nine feet pushing a thousand. What's happening to my friend? Are you familiar with genetic editing? Changes will be incredibly unpredictable. Is he the only one? Oh, you didn't know about the 30-foot wolf? <laughs> day, huh? Science experiments falling from the sky. Having George on that plane is a big mistake. I think we'll be all right. Let's go save the world. It's coming back to me. You have to evacuate Chicago. George didn't ask for this. They're gonna put him down. That's not happening. The only thing that's missing right now is a giant crocodile. This is based off of the 1986 video game. Yeah. Okay. Apparently timely, given that this movie came out in 2018. Why? <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know why the fuck uh, decided to make this in 2018. Well, they had the rights for quite a long time, and it just took forever to get this off the ground, I guess. Guess so. So, the tagline on the film poster is Big Meets Bigger, but rented it on Google Play, and the yeah. full title of the movie on Google Play is Rampage colon Big Meets Bigger. Uh, hmm. Which is weird. 
<laughs> I'm not sure if you're right, Google Play. I don't think that was subtitled that. Unless it was subtitled that in another country. This is not to be confused with the 2009 Uwe Boll film Rampage. Or its sequels. Different themes entirely. Yep. So, Brad Payton, his first feature film was Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. <laughs> I forgot that was a movie. Yeah, that's the sequel. I know, that's the sequel. But Rampage is his third film with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Brad Payton also directed Journey to the Mysterious Island, which when that came out, I was like, wait, what was Journey 1? But it yeah. was Journey to the Center of the Earth. And, and then San Andreas is the other one. I have seen San Andreas. I don't think I saw Journey 2. I have seen neither. San Andreas is what you'd expect. It, it sounds a lot like 2012. It, yep. It is. Yeah, so we're starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Davis Okoye. We previously saw him in Fast Five. Yep. And we will see him in future Fast and Furious movies, which I swear we're going to get through that franchise this year. Yep, this year we will catch up. Yep. Naomi Harris as Kate Caldwell, well-known actress. Yeah. We might get an opportunity to see her breakthrough performance in 28 Days Later. Yeah, that would definitely be in our, our wheelhouse. Yeah. We have Malin Ackerman as the evil Claire Wyden. <laughs> which I'm not sure why we haven't seen her before. Her first film was The Skulls, which we are doing later this year. There you go. Yeah, she's also I in- remember her from Harold and Kumar. That's, uh... Oh, yeah, she is in that one. She's in a movie called The Final Girls, which is something oh. we would do. I was going to say, that sounds like something we would do. It's a meta-horror comedy about the slasher genre. Yeah, that's definitely something we would do. We have Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Agent Harvey Russell. Yep. Negan from The Walking Dead, the comedian in The Watchmen. And Mylon Ackerman is Silk Spectre as well. Oh, she is! That's right! So we got a couple of future Watchmen uh, in this, or previous Watchmen. Watchmen previous, yeah. Decade prior, actually. Keep forgetting how recent this movie is. Um, smaller roles we have Jack Quaid has Connor, one of uh, Davis's students at the beginning. Yep. I noted him because he plays Huey Campbell in The Boys, which He's I like that show. Kid of, is it Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan? Oh, I hope so. I would hate if he's the other Quaid. I think it's Dennis Quaid's kid. He he does have a Dennis Quaid look to him. Yeah, because Randy Quaid is ter- terrible. Okay, yeah, he's the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. And then, let's see, we have Marley Shelton as Carrie Atkins, who's a character we see at the very beginning, but we saw her last week. She played Kate in Valentine. Yeah, it's really funny. That was not intentional. No. We have PJ Byrne as Nelson. He's a character actor, often like a socially awkward sidekick or creepy office dude. Yeah. Um, and then we have Joe Manganiello as Burke. I probably fucked up that pronunciation. Yep. He is Man- a big D&D guy. Yeah. He's also Flash Thompson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films. Yep. And he was I like him. Regular on True Blood. Rampage was nominated for three Teen Choice Awards. We know how prestigious of an award that oh, is. Oh, yes. Um, it was nominated for Best Sci-Fi Actor, but Dwayne lost out to Chris Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok. It was nominated for Best Sci-Fi Movie, but lost out to Black Panther. 
and nominated for Best Sci-Fi Actress, where Naomi Harris lost out to Letitia Wright in Black Panther. Actually seems reasonable to me. Special effects here are by Weta Digital. Would you know uh, much about that uh, company? Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, well, Peter Jackson created that company in 93. And yeah, they did Lord of the Rings, and then a shit ton of other things. Yeah, they're a big special effects studio now. They've done, like, all the Disney live-action movies. They've done a ton of Marvel movies. They're like, uh, Luke, the new, like, ILM, basically. Yeah. Before this movie, they'd done effects for King Kong and all three Planet of the Apes movies. So, making a digital ape, they were like, that's nothing. We got yeah, that. We, we got that. We got that stock. And, let's see here. Before we get into the movie, you can find more of our web uh, episodes at our website, exploitapodcast.com. Yes, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. Leave us a like, a rating, a, a gorilla emoji, or perhaps a wolf or a lizard if you so prefer. I mean, if you're fans of those characters. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at exploitapodcast or on Twitter at podcastexploit. You can also join our Exploited Discord or contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So in the video game, you um you got to play as either George the Gorilla, Lizzie the Lizard, or Ralph the, the Wolf. Yes. Who were just mutated from people. Right. They didn't, they didn't go with that here. No, they, they like when they when you like get defeated in the arcade game, you even turn like naked. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you turn into a tiny naked person. And then if you hit continue, you, you you grow back up into a monster. Yep. And your 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 health bar's full again. So we get this backstory instead that tells us in nineteen ninety three a breakthrough technology known as CRISPR gave scientists a path to treat incurable diseases through genetic editing. But in two thousand sixteen, because it had a potential for misuse, the US intelligence community designated it as a weapon of mass destruction. Which yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, it is uh, scary technology when you think about it. Yeah. And we go to space. We're in space now. <laughs> yeah. this We we jump right to space. Like, wow. That, uh, that escalated quickly. Like, you're telling me about genetic editing and now we're in space? Are, are there aliens? It took, it took Fast and the Furious nine movies to get to space. Like, Took this one nine frames. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> Yeah, and we float right into this space station where where chaos has happened. Yeah, I, I thought we had. I thought I had accidentally turned on Event Horizon. Yeah, things are floating around. One dude's dead and bleeding everywhere, and this very familiar woman is walking around, floating around, going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's that's, that's Kate from Valentine. Uh, the uh, <laughs> this movie really pushes the boundary of uh, its PG thirteen rating. By the way, oh, it does. So she's calling home base. She's like, the test was a failure. The crew's dead. Test subjects on the loose. They're like, the test subjects are rat. She's like, not anymore. Roads of unusual size, I don't think they exist. So she tries to go to the escape pod, and it's locked. And they're like, we'll unlock the capsule when you secure the subject. Either you come home with my research, or you don't come home at all. And I'm like, fuck. That's mean. That's a... Uh... So she starts securing samples while this station is falling apart, and then, boom, fucking giant mutant rat. With spikes. Gavin confirmed for, for Warhammer, for 
you Warhammer fans out there. Yeah. And so she manages to get to the escape capsule just in time um, because the station just explodes. And no, she doesn't really escape. She breaks apart during re-entry and is totally dead. Yep. And these samples just descend to Earth. And the credits roll. Yeah, the credits roll. No, they don't. No, no, we don't get credits till the end. It's 2018. Nobody does opening credits anymore. That's right. And then we get our boy Dwayne Johnson. It's David Sequoia going through the jungle with his crew. Yep. And Connor here, you know, young Quaid is talking himself up to this girl. It's like, all cops are after me for that shit I pulled in Africa. They, They call me El Diablo. They don't speak Spanish, but they might as well. Like, you fucking tool. Yeah, and he's, like, all badass to this chick with her multicolored hair. Yep. He starts talking about, like, you ever seen Blood Diamond? That that That's my vibe. That That's what I do. Yeah. And then that's when uh, Davis puts up his fist. He's like, it, it's almost like, shut up, Charlie's out there. Yeah. And there's like, dude, do you hear something? He's like, yeah. Junie here's dropping an awful lot of monkey shit with these made-up stories. Yep. Rock just calling out, calling him out right away. And he's like, well, I, I did go to Uganda once, and I've, I've been to Hogwarts. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're, you're full of shit. And, um, and you shouldn't talk about poaching in front of a lady. And the girl's like, I can handle it. Yeah, but these ladies. And we, and we see the gorillas, and we discover that we're at the San Diego Wildlife Sanctuary. Yep. Yeah, we weren't on some, like, big African jungle safari. We're just in the wildlife sanctuary. Don't know why the rock's taking them through the uh, the forest part of the sanctuary to get to the gorillas, but... Yeah, and, and then he tells them, he's like, okay, students, it's just like you were trained. Pay attention to me and tell me what you see. And Connor's like, because the, like, the male gorilla comes up, and he's like, the male is establishing his presence with the females. They make fun of him, like, oh, like you were earlier? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Davis is like, stay back. Let's see how Pavo responds to my commands. And he goes in like, oh, Gorilla Whisperer. Yeah, like it's uh, like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. And Davis goes up and he's like, bitches leave. And the, the female gorillas go away. And Pavo's yeah. fucking pissed about that. Yep. He's like, you fucking cock block me. And he successfully Gorilla Whispers Pavo into submission. But then here comes... Like an albino Congo gorilla out of the jungle. This is made my head cannon. This is just a sequel to Congo. This is the one gorilla that made it out of the volcano. Yep. And uh, and fucking Davis here saved him. Yep. And his name's George. And Davis and George are buds. Yeah, they're bros. Yeah, they they talk in sign language. He's like, "Hey, be nice to Pavo. He's a kid. You know, Poetry's killed his family." And George mm-hmm. is like, "Yeah, I got you. I got you." And they. They fist bump, and then George flips him off. Yep. I'm like fucking snarky ass ape. Yeah, they're like they're like they're like college bros. Like they just hang out. Like they just razz each other. Yeah, and it's like, look, I need you to protect Pavo. You know, family. Like, yeah, yeah family. And they fist bump again. Um, and then they're back. You know, in the in the sanctuary and. That Nelson guy has the weirdest line where he's like, I started using this vegan deodorant and I smell like guacamole. Was that line ad-libbed, probably? Yeah, because I was like, hold up. Vegan deodorant? Isn't all deodorant just chemicals? And I went and checked my own and like, yep, just water, glycerin, and chemicals. 
All yeah. deodorant is vegan deodorant. You just used guacamole scented deodorant, dude. Like, what the hell would a non-vegan deodorant be? Made with, like, <laughs> the fl- the flesh of horses for fun. But wouldn't that rot? <laughs> You'd think, but, you know, gotta stick it to the vegans. And so the, the girl with the colorful hair comes up to Davis, and she's like, I liked your submission techniques. Buy me a drink. Teach me your submission techniques. I submit to you, master. Yeah. And he's like, I got plans. You have a great day. Spank me, daddy. And then that Nelson guy's like, dude, dude, she, she was talking about submitting to you. And he's like, you know me, I need my me time. Like, that girl needs you time, too. Yeah, apparently. But he doesn't like people, so. Then, as he's driving away, there's thunder, and these samples fall down to Earth. Uh, these apes are just chilling as the sample crashes near them. Another one in some desert next to some wolves. And another one in the Everglades. And in each of them, uh, an animal gets affected by this like green, gra- green gas mutagen. Yep. And Davis shows up the next day. Everyone's panicky. And he's like, I'm here. You said something's wrong with George. He okay? They're like, he's in the grizzly enclosure. And they go and see that George just straight up killed a fucking bear. Yeah. Just manhandled a fucking grizzly. Yeah. And he's also gigantic now. Yeah, he uh, he a little bigger than before. Yeah, he's a dire ape now. He is, yes, he is now dire ape. Like literally, because they um they they say that he's uh nine feet tall and pushing a thousand pounds. Yeah, he uh, he a big boy. Which, according to the D and D monster manual for fifth edition, a dire ape is nine feet tall and between eight and twelve hundred pounds. There you go, dire ape. Yeah, dire ape. Um, they got an armor class of 11. Pretty easy to hit, because they're huge. Yeah, 90 hit points. Oh, it'll take your head off, man. Their fist attack does 2d10 plus 4 damage. Sounds about right. Yeah. That, that gorilla found out. Yep, that, well, that bear did. Or that, that grizzly found out, rather. Yeah, I don't know the uh, the stats for a bear, but it's obviously it's apparently, apparently not enough to handle a dire gorilla. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what to do with, with George, but we go to Energine headquarters with this evil Claire. As Claire the is a vicious woman, and you kind of got to respect it, actually, because she is so doesn't care about anything but money. She's so committed to evil. She is the, the most devoted evil person like we've seen. And she's got her dim-witted brother, Brett. It's like beating up a model of the space station, like, stupid piece of shit, Claire, we lost money. And she's like, yeah, we also lost 20000 on that model you destroyed. It's like, how did you pay $20,000 for a model? Only a model. Yeah. But she's chill because she's like, eh, all this proves that Pro- Project Rampage works. We just got to go out there and collect our samples. But they're, they're a bit too late about that. Yep. And they're... But the brother's like, well, you know, going to get in trouble. Because um, our research was so taboo that we had to do it in space. Yeah, because they're researching that genetic stuff there that apparently has been outlawed at this point. Yeah, like they couldn't even do this on international waters. They had to go to space. Yep. No, no one has jurisdiction of space, I guess. Interspatial, interstellar waters. <laughs> 
Yeah, interstellar vacuums. Interstellar vacuums, yeah. And she's like, it's all cool. We, because they apparently own a paramilitary group in Greeley. Yeah. Run by some dude named Burke. Yeah, they, they have uh, mercenaries on the payroll. Yeah, and then we get to meet Kate Caldwell, played by Naomi Harris, as she's waking up late for work when her boss calls, and I don't like that our introduction is her in her panties. I didn't even notice. I was like, that, <laughs> that feels rather exploitive to introduce her in her underwear, considering she's like this, this PhD brilliant scientist, but here, meet her in her underwear. I mean, you're the one who named our show. Yeah, I did. You knew what this was. And so she stops trying to make excuses for work when she's seeing what's happened on the news that, like, oh, you know, this Energine stuff and animals and gorillas escaping. And she's like, uh, yeah, my, my car exploded. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be late to work. Bye. And then as she's leaving, there's this line where the news report says, one staff member describes the gorilla's escape as surprising. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> are there unsurprising gorilla escapes? Like, yeah, well, I mean, if you left the door open, maybe. Yeah, that that would be unsurprising. But still, a rampaging gorilla would still surprise you. You would think. So, uh, Burke, meanwhile, he's tracked down one canister, but also a bunch of dead wolves. So we know there's a wolf mutant out there. And Nelson and uh, Davis... Right. You know, they're they're trying to figure out what to do with George. Because they're like, uh, he killed a grizzly bear just like it was nothing. Like, that's a problem. And Davis is like, but he's my friend. If we report it, they're going to put him down. I can't let that happen to my friend. And that's when Kate shows up. She's like, hey, that's my research, but I can't really tell you what's up. And, you know, so she she's part of their, 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 their movie crew now. Because she's like, he's growing, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's he's dire ape now. And last night he killed a grizzly bear, the most powerful terrestrial predator on the planet. Which I fact-checked. It's 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 not quite accurate. You know what the most powerful terrestrial predator on the planet is? Do you? No, I don't. Well, technically human, if we want to talk about dominance. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, is it us? Are but actually, it's the, the polar bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... The soon-to-be, probably extinct polar bear. Yeah, so she explains, like, what the genetic editing was. She's like, you combine shark DNA with blue whale and stag beetle and cheetah, and you get one confused gorilla that can take down a grizzly. You get the anamorphs. Yep. She's like, it was intended to change one cell at a time, but I'm a brilliant scientist with eight PhDs, so I developed a way to change the whole DNA strand. And so that now I totally that is totally not abusable whatsoever. Yeah. And she's like, I guess I'm the only one that can cure him. And George is hungry. Because he's he's a growing ape. In D D terms, high intelligence, low wisdom. Yeah. So George is he hulks out. And even Davis is like, Oh, he's like a Hulk. <laughs> and yeah, he, he is. He is very much hulking out here. He smashes through this cage. He smashes through the walls. He's all around just the San Diego Zoo now. Yep. Tourists are running for their lives. He Hulk smashes a car. It's really awesome looking. Yeah, it is. Um, he starts to try to gorilla whisper George, but that's when 
police show up to I don't know whether they uh, they're gonna arrest the gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the government takes down Torch with a bunch of tranquilizers. And then Burke is out there hunting the wolf, who is Ralph in the video game. Yep, he'll get that name later. When they, when, because uh, I guess people on the internet start naming him Ralph. Yeah, somebody later on, weirdos on the internet are calling him Ralph. No reason why, though. Yeah. And then we get to meet Ralph, this huge fucking dire wolf. Yeah, he, a, that's, a, yeah, very large. Yeah, 13 AC, 15 dex, fucking these people up with his bite attack that's 2d6 plus 3. Yep. None of these guys can hit that strength check of 13 to avoid being knocked prone. Nope, they're getting <laughs> knocked prone constantly. Yeah, Claire's just watching this and she's like, this is what we designed it to do. This is good. And soon they're all dead. Burke's yep. dead. Yeah, everybody. I thought, you know, it sets up Burke to be like, oh, I mean, he's going to be one of the antagonists of this film. Nope. No, dead. that dead. And then this, this helicopter comes by, and this wolf with spikes, it has porcupine spikes, just jumps through the air and takes down this helicopter. And I'm just like, god damn. And yeah, that's... That's, that's a big, uh... That's a big wolf. Yeah. So now Davis and Kate, they're prisoners of the government. They're taken away to an airport, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Agent Harvey Russell's like, hell of a day, huh? I love this character. Oh, he's awesome. I love the line he has here, where because um, Davis is like, I hate people. And he goes, brother, I'm going to prance right on a limb and assume that nobody's ever accused you of being a people person. Yeah, he's he's playing this Texan cowboy. Yeah. He's got, like, the, the pearl-handled revolver his, on his hip. He's got a big-ass belt buckle. Yeah. And they're put on plane with unconscious George, who they realize has spontaneous regeneration because of genetic editing. Right. And that's when we learned that Davis has background of, like, special forces. I mean, you don't get to be the... when the, That's the thing with The Rock, right? You put him in a movie... And you have him doing something mundane, like being a scientist or something. He's going to have to have that like hidden past of like special forces, or or he's a CIA agent, or something. Yeah, I, right? I can't think offhand of a movie where The Rock just plays a dude. I'm, I'm sure there is at least one. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, um, be cool. Oh, be cool. Yeah, but well, he's like a bouncer. It's like a he's like a gay singing cowboy. And oh, that's right. But he points out that having George on this plane is suicide. But Russell's like he's a powerful sedative because, as we learned from Congo, that if you're going to take a ape on a plane, you have to sedate it or bribe it with booze and sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw Congo. Yes, we did. We know what was involved there. And then uh, that's when. Agent Russell's like, there's a 30-foot wolf rampaging him. Like, wow, he grew big. Yeah, yeah, thick wolf, real fast. Yeah, people were calling him Ralph. And they asked, like, who do you work for? Homeland, CIA, Justice League? <laughs> He's like, I'm OGA, which is Other Government Agency. Which, we don't really get what that is. He appears to be some, like, some sort of anti-mad science task force. Yeah, in fact, he says, when science shits the bed, I'm the guy they call to change the sheets. So he's there to stop stop mad scientists from doing mad scientist things, essentially. 
Yeah, and the truth comes out that Kate was actually fired by Energyn two years ago. So Claire and her brother, they see that uh, Kate's being taken with the government, and they're like, Oh, we should have liquidated her! Yeah, Claire's like, we should have just killed her. And her brother's like, you can't just kill everything. Yeah, and the, we get all this stuff, like, shuffled about Kate. Like, oh, she she tried to steal hard drives, he went to jail, her family dead. Yep. You know, you, your, your motive is, like, revenge. And I'm like, no, I think her motive is that Claire is evil. Yeah. You know, they're like, we should have liquidated her. It's it's like the uh, corporation in RoboCop. Yeah. Where if you fuck up, they murder you. But Claire talks about, like, they, they engineered a chill pill that'll halt the growth and aggression, you know. Um, and we're going to summon the monsters here to Chicago. I've got this low-frequency radio thing that we... It's hardwired into their new DNA to come to this signal. And then they'll they'll kill the monsters like right here in Chicago when we just collect their their DNA. Yeah, we'll just harvest them for research purposes. Yeah, and the brother's like, and then we make much monies. Yeah, the brother's an idiot. Yeah, so they turn it on, and they know that George is going to destroy the airplane once they do this because these people are evil. They're ridiculous evil. <laughs> yeah. So, Ralph is currently eating a bus when he hears that signal. Signal saves a bunch of people on a bus. Yeah. Lizzie, the, the, the mutated crocodile that we haven't seen um, or heard yeah, anything. Sadly, does not get uh, as much uh, screen time and backstory as she probably deserves. But oh, well, It just makes her appearance much more richer later. Yeah. I guess. We see her just swimming around in the Mississippi River. And then George wakes up, and yeah, he, he fucking totals that plane. Yep. And by this time, he's developed that kaiju immunity to bullets. Yeah, he small arms fire definitely not affecting uh, these things anymore. Yeah, he's got Agent Russell pinned down, and Davis is like, George, George, what are you doing, man? And then the plane just starts blowing up. They gotta take George out with a rogue forklift. Yep. And on their way out with some parachutes, Davis saves the unconscious Russell. Yep. Because he, he's a good guy. He's just doing his job. He's not wrong. What he's doing is not wrong. No. <laughs> These things are actually out there killing people, doing massive amounts of damage. And um, Russell wakes up as they're descending, going, holy shit. And Davis just goes, you're welcome. <laughs> Which, I had fucking Moana song stuck in my head all day then because of that. <laughs> well, I mean, The Rock sings it. Yeah, you hear The Rock say you're welcome, you're automatically going to think of Maui. Yep. Yeah, and the plane crashes, and he's like, I'm sorry, George. But George is fine. Apparently he's wounded, but, you know, he has quick regeneration. He'll be healed up shortly. So Russell's like, okay, we cool now. Yeah, um, assholes gotta stick together. Yeah, that's the line. Yep. And um, to be fair, they're they're the the useful kind of assholes. They're just like they understand that people suck, kind of assholes. But then Claire and her brother are being evil. They're like, well, "Don't worry about the gorilla. We have to murder Doctor Caldwell." But yep. we got to deal with the FBI raiding our our offices right now. Right. Where she immediately starts to go, oh, thank God you're here, FBI. When Dr. Caldwell was here, she was doing bad things. 
Yeah, she was ready for this one. Yeah. And we get a, a bit more of Davis's backstory, because Kate's like, why do you like dislike people? He's like, because people are garbage. I've been in wars. It's like, not wrong. You know, I hunted down animal poachers all over the world, and people are just evil and greedy. Like, when I found George, he was hiding under a poacher's truck watching these bastards butcher his mother. They were cutting off her hands so they could sell them as ashtrays. And I like the line where she asks what happened to the poachers. They shot at us at miss and missed. I shot back and didn't. Yeah, I know. It's a badass okay. line. Yeah, it is. They fucked with the wrong guy is what they ended up doing. And so then Kate offers up her dark backstory that she was working with CRISPR to save endangered species um, when her brother got sick and Energine hired her. And so she was using this to try and, you know, help her brother. But any progress she made, Claire would just weaponize. And then she's like, and then I went to prison and my brother died. And they're like, okay, let's fucking go. Yep. <sighs> Ride or die. Family. Yep. Uh, and we're, we're, we're centering in on Chicago here. And that's when uh, Kate's explaining, like, bat DNA is in them, and that's why they hear the signal. And I just put, like, oh, come on. Bat DNA? Fuck. You just... You just go you with just it. Make, yeah. This is not the kind of movie to think. And so they're like, you have to evacuate Chicago. Bullets and tanks won't stop these monsters. And Colonel Military. He Colonel has a dumb, name. Colonel Dumbshit. Yeah, he's like, nah, we got this. Um, Davis has to knock out these MP MPs so they can escape. I like this scene, too. Where he's got the dude in the sleeper hold. He's like, I, I don't want to have to do this. I'm going to have to knock you out. And I'm going to have to put you in a chokehold so so hard it's going to make you piss yourself in front of the lady here. And I don't want to do that. And then when he's got him in the chokehold, he's like, it's a big arm. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to fight it. <laughs> I feel like that was it. That must have been ad-libbed. Yeah, so they, uh, they, they steal a medical chopper, uh, helicopter. Because apparently Davis knows how to fly helicopters. Yeah, well, he's ex-Special Forces, so that must have been part of his, his duties as in his Special Forces outfit. And as they're, they're going to the helicopter, that's when uh, Russell shows up. And is like, hey, here's the keys. I'm on your side. We're bros. Yeah, because he knows that the military is a bunch of idiots and not going to listen. Yeah. And he knows these guys are, you know, they're, they have an idea that might actually do something. Davis is like, I was hoping I could knock him out. Kate's <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to knock people out. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's like, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, and so they, uh, we get military footage that are like trying to take down George and Ralph with missiles. Yeah, that's not working. <laughs> it doesn't work and that the animals just fuck shit up and kill everybody. And um, that's when the military's like, ah, uh, plan B, uh, get the fucking army out here and evacuate Chicago. You mean what they asked you to do, like, 15 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, and we get a little bit of, like, emphasizing pathos because we get an opportunity to see a school being evacuated. Yeah. Like, ooh, look at the innocent people. There are children trapped. Has the animals throw up throwing tanks? Yeah. They are just fucking up everything and everyone. Uh, Ralph is shooting his porcupine spines at helicopters. 
And then they go, oh, we have a bogey in the river. And everyone is like, oh, shit. There, there's another one? Another one? And that's when we meet Lizzie. And she just, like, climbs out of the river. And she's in Chicago. Just big Godzilla roar. Fucking gators it up. Yeah, and Davis just goes, well, that sucks. Understatement, but also not wrong. Does, in fact, suck. Colonel Military is like, direct all forces at that thing right now. And it's, it's kaiju. Amazing kaiju action here. Yep. And they're going to drop bombs. And Russell's like, don't drop bombs. You're going to kill everybody and you'll destroy all the evidence I need to convict Energine. Yeah. Because they're dropping a, a Moab. Yep, the mother of all bombs. Yes, which, actually, it stands for something else, but everyone colloquially calls it Mother of All Bombs. I looked it up, and I can't yes. remember. It is a real thing, though. It's a big bomb. It's like the largest bomb shy of a nuclear weapon. Yeah, it's the largest conventional weapon in the arsenal, as yep. uh, as Jeffrey Dean Morgan says, Russell says in the movie. So they, uh, Kate and Davis, they get into Intertrain, and they, they pop right up to the top floor. And Kate uses a touchscreen thermostat to hack into the server. Yeah, because apparently everything is... It, it's like a smart house. Everything's connected to the server. Yeah. We're going to hack into the smart house with the refrigerator. Pretty much what happens here. Katie Siegel is like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, Claire, Claire shows up, you know, as they find the cure. And she's yeah. like, oh, well, it's not really a cure. It just... Um, it won't revert them to normal size. It'll just calm them down. And Claire's like, so sorry about your brother, Kate. Just pure evil. Yeah, pulls out a gun, you know, that to get the antidotes back. And they're like, let's go. Davis is like, that's not happening. So Claire just fucking shoots them. Yeah, she's a hard woman. She, uh, like I said, I she's evil as hell, but I can respect it. Yeah, she just takes the gun, shoots him in the gut, and goes, that happened, you know, and so they're, they're climbing buildings, you know. The monsters are now climbing buildings, just like yeah. in the game. Right, right. And before Claire can force Kate into the getaway chopper, here's George, fucking gigantic now, and angry. Oh, yeah, he, he big. He big boy. The brother runs away. He's like, fuck that. You know, and as George is fucking up the roof here, Davis shows up at the last second to save Kate, going, well, yeah, she shot me, but missed all the vital organs, and I have movie healing. I have movie healing from his special forces training, I yeah. I'd imagine. So Davis calls George, and uh, they fight Claire, and Kate pushes Claire towards George, and she's like, what are you doing, Kate? I'm feeding a monster to the gorilla. Yeah, that was good. Oh, it's a satisfying death because George just picks her up and eats her, swallows her whole. Slow motion, throws her up in there. We see her just descending into his mouth. It's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, Brett, the brother, is like trying to escape and Agent Russell's like, Oh, man, I was going to climb 80 flights of stairs to arrest you, but you saved me the work. And then he's like fucking with him. He's like, you know what? I'll let you go. Just give me the laptop and the rat. And Brett's like, oh, thank you. You're a bro. Yep. Second he steps out of the building, he's smashed dead by debris. Instant karma. And Russell's like, woo, man, that was that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the whole building is collapsing. 
and they can't get off the roof. So Davis is like, we're going to get in this helicopter. And Kate's like, the helicopter? The half of a helicopter? And he's like, we just got to get enough, you know, lift to where we could just kind of ride the building down, like like skiing down an avalanche. And I'm like, that must be, I guess that's a normal thing for him. Yeah, uh, they they managed to do it. Yeah, he may have must have skied down a bunch of avalanches in his day. And they survive, and they realize that there's still a bunch of innocent people around, and they're like, we gotta call off the airstrike. George rises from the rubble, but thank God the antidote kicked in. He, he's normal again. Yeah, he's no longer, he's still massive, but he's no longer super, like, aggressive. He's he's joking around with, uh, with Davis. Yep. And, um, the bomb's eight minutes away, which means we get a good 15 minutes of action. Right, right, right. You know, because movie time. Right, movie time is, is, is its own thing. Time is an illusion. So, Kate, go stop the bomb, go find Russell, and I'm going to help George. And he goes, let's kick some ass, George! And we get a monster fight, and of course the wolf flies. Yeah, wolf's got some, uh, some gliding. Yeah, because the wolf gets, like, thrown towards the building and then just pops out these, like, gliders and swerves away. Which and, causes the rock to remark, great, of course it flies. Yeah, so he fires a shot at Ralph to, to, to distract him, and leads him right into Lizzie's mouth. Yep. Lizard just fucking bites the wolf's head off. Yeah, because Lizzie, Lizzie's a boss. Yeah, and so it's just Lizzie and George, and um, Lizzie is just fucking George up. Davis yeah. manages to save Peter's him by scary. <laughs> yeah, saves him by throwing a grenade belt into a weak spot on Lizzie's neck. Doesn't kill her. Distracts her for a moment. Uh, George gets impaled through the chest by debris, and we get the Rock just like George, no. Yep. And it's constantly George and Davis saving each other. Yeah. I like the part where Davis gets into the military chopper and just loads all of its ordnance into Lizzie. Yeah. And he goes, you mess with my friend, you mess with me, mother f- Gotta keep that PG-13. <laughs> right. You get one, though. You might as well. I mean, the movie yeah. is already, like, super gory. If you get one, well, we already had, like, four shits, though. Yeah. They'd want to push their luck with the, uh, the MPAA having the gore already there, and it's like, well... You know, you got a lot of language, you got pretty good amount of gore, like, eh, one F-word, it's, it's a bridge too far. And even after all that, the, this fucking lizard is still alive. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Yeah, but George finally gets the pole right through Lizzie's eye, pales its head. He gives him the, gives him the spear, gives her the spear to the eye. Yeah. The rebar or whatever. So... The lizard's dead, and it looks like George isn't much for this world either. You know, and Davis is sad. He's like, George, we did it. We saved the city. You saved me. Yeah. They do a fist bump, and George passes away. And they're like, he saved a lot of people's lives. Yeah, he did. And George, like, opens his eyes like he, that he's just totally fucking with the rock right now. Right. It was established early on that he has a very sick sense of humor, that George has a very sick sense of humor. Yeah, and then he flips off Davis. Yep. And then he asks, like, hey, is this, is this girl part of your part of your crew now? Yep. And family. he's like, yeah, your family? He's like, yeah, we're, we're friends. And then George makes sex signs. <laughs> yep. 
And it's like, no, dude, have some class. Bad gorilla. <laughs> bad, bad gorilla. Well, like I said, they're like college bros, so. Yeah. They're, then they, they fist bump some more, and they're like, where, where are we going to put George? Well, we're not going to put him on a plane. Ah, <laughs> yep. And credits. Yep. And this movie was made in 2018 and somehow doesn't have a post or even mid-credit sequence? Yeah. No. Just no. ends. Yeah, no setup for a sequel, really. I mean, there's plenty of space for one. Like, yeah, there's genetic material all over the goddamn place. And I've heard that Warner Brothers wants one, but there the other I can't remember whoever else is involved wants to do other projects currently. It did make money. It was profitable. Yeah. Well, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's a super... It was way better than it should have been. Yeah. Um, I went into this, like, with low expectations, but it's awesome. It's it's way better than Zilla. Jesus. Oh, good lord. Everything's terrible. You know, <laughs> Zilla. Ugh. Well, it's just like, you know, you're, you're trying to make a kaiju film. You can't even, Americans can't even make a good Godzilla film, but they turn around and turn a fucking 40-year-old video game into a a really fun kaiju film somehow. Yes. Um, amazing movie. Really, I recommend it. It's it's it's, it's underrated. <laughs> it is. Um, it's very funny. Uh, Rock is charismatic like he always is. He, yeah. It, but also, we have great supporting uh, support from from Jeffrey Dean Morgan as well here. We do. It's a great movie. Yeah, and then great, just great action, fun action scenes. This is um that really strong coffee you get in the morning that'll like really pump you up. Yep. Like you didn't get a lot of sleep, so it's not just going to be your regular Folgers you need. You're going to get that that dark, dark coffee. You need the stiff shit. That yeah. red eye. And that's what this is. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a lot of fun. Get your pump get the it's you know, get your blood pumping. It's a like I said though, it is shockingly uh for a PG thirteen very much pushes the boundaries. You know, there's eyeballs Lots of blood. Dude, there's a dude pulled in half at one point. Yeah, well, like one of the first shots you see in the movie is um the uh that dude in the space station with his eye hanging out of his skull. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, is this R rated? No, it's a it's PG-13, but they really push the limit on it. So, not really for kids, but um, good movie, a uh, very very entertaining film. Yep. So next week we're doing our tribute to the late Carl Weathers. Um, we did Rocky Four before, so we did. Um, we're going to be doing Action Jackson. You have to say that title slow. It's yeah. like Toy Boat. Yeah. Action Jackson. And another movie with Carl Weathers. And we will catch you then, everybody. Good night. Good morning, good evening, and good night, everyone. This is the radio.